The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the Law Offices of Jacob Imrani. Accident or injury, call Jacob Imrani, call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey everybody, welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason along with Sue Kalinsky, Sue Baloo. No hat today. I told you I would not wear a hat at some point during the show. And I'll tell you, this extends beyond the podcast. I didn't wear a hat to ESPN yesterday for the first time in years. Uh, were all your hats in the wash? No, I've decided I went and got a pretty good haircut that I really like. Um, and I decided, you know what? I don't need a hat. This is pretty good hair. You got great hair. You, you, you kind of talked me into it. You, you kind of got a little groovy thing on the sides there because it's like very closely cropped. I've never seen you with a haircut. It's a little, uh, it's a little hipster. It's called uh, a gentleman's cut, a gentleman's cut. This is huh. like what, what all of us kids are wearing. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's got a little bit kids. of a got, a got a little bit of a fade action on the sides. There. Exactly, exactly. So it sounds like you've been busy like crazy, huh? Well, because uh, I was, uh, I shot the silver documentary Thursday through uh, Saturday, and you got some great people, huh? Yeah, yeah. We got Mark Marin. He was the he was the the golden ring. <laughs> oh yeah, great. I mean Mark Marin is. You know, the WTF podcast is uh, is huge. And yeah, and I'm sure you uh, you gave him the invitation to come on Culture Pop. And what did he say? It was so not the appropriate moment to talk to him about it. Um, I will I will contact him. Um, this just wasn't the time and the place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, um, just the fact that he did this and he, and he came on. I mean, the minute he was approached about it. He said yes immediately because he talked about Silver, the woman I'm doing the documentary about, who was the one of the originators of the improv comedy club. Um, yeah, so he knew her and he talked about her on his podcast. Oh yeah, nice, nice. So, um, so it's a it's a perfect uh, it's a kismet. Yes, it worked out perfectly. Excellent. So I thought, and, and we've got a great guest coming up. I've promoted this. We, we had a really embarrassing technical thing and we almost had him before. And then we had technical issues and we couldn't get him. And we apologized. Uh, he is the Tom Cruise of India. Uh, it is Ram Charan. By the way, I have no idea if that's, I know that he's been. He's in not, like the, is, did they say the Tom Cruise or the Brad Pitt? Did you say, did you read Brad Pitt? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I was just winging out Tom Cruise. He's been in like the biggest hits in India. But but I also, before I read that that he's been called that, I referred to him as the Tom Cruise of India. So I think he it's dual. I think it, he goes either dual. way. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So we got him coming up. His name is Ram Sharan. He's in an unbelievable movie called RRR, which we have talked about on this show uh, a number of times. Um, so I thought we would do the SAG Awards, because you and I are both voting members of the Screen Actors Guild. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always get excited for the SAG Awards because I can say, hey, look, I voted in that one. I voted for him. I voted for her. It's always very exciting to me. 
Now, what did you think of the host? I didn't see it. You did not watch the SAG Awards? I did not. Uh, well, you'll be happy to know there was no host. They went host free. Because you always go hard on the hosts of these shows. I don't always go hard on the hosts. I went hard on, um, on what's his name from uh, The Daily Show. Yeah, you went hard on Trevor Noah. On Trevor Noah, I went hard on. Yeah. Yeah. And, Other and than actually, that? And actually, someone who listened to the podcast where we talked about it. Yes. He actually tipped his hat to me for bringing it up because he said a lot of people are very um, shy away from giving critiques about people because they think See? there's going to be some sort of backlash. And I said, well, I'm, you know, I speak the truth. It's a podcast. Say what you want. That's the beauty of a podcast. Say whatever you want. Yeah. So um, the SAG Awards, so you didn't see them. Uh, they were, it was actually a really good show. The great thing about the SAG Awards is, you know, the Oscars go on for three and a half hours. It's like uh, Oscars of Arabia just keeps going and going. <laughs> uh, the SAG Awards, tight two hours, a very tight two hours, uh, which is uh, a great way to do an award show. And a lot of the things I voted for, a lot of the actors I voted for and shows I voted for did win. So I felt good about that. I felt uh, personal validation, which I need all the time. Uh, validation is like oxygen for me. I need it to get by. So I, I thought we would take a look at some of these and just get your your thoughts on on how they how they turned out. First of all, in the television category, was there ever any question that the White Lotus was going to win outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series? Never, never. It was now, so great. Now I voted for Better Call Saul because I I love that show. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. spent six seasons with that show. Um, I really was rooting for uh, you know those those actors and that show to get its due and Vince Gilligan and, and all that stuff. Um, it was uh, the White Lotus, which is a great show. They make a joke on my radio show about this. I ask everybody if they've seen The White Lotus. It's almost like a, limp uh, a litmus test. Like, did you see The White Lotus? If they say no, I'm like, eh, we don't really have anything in common. Uh, the White Lotus is sort of like a, a thing, right? And sure. Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge won for Best Actress and gave one of her Jennifer Coolidge-esque speeches, which are always interesting, breathy, they go on for a while, and I loved every single second of it. it she was, should do a, like a one-woman show of all her acceptance speech. <laughs> it would be great. It would be great. Although I, I doubt she would follow the script. If she <laughs> well, that's okay. Show. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she's had a, a big career revival, and uh, good good for her. Good for her. I, I think she's uh, one of our unique actors working today and frankly she's an american treasure and yeah, i don't even absolutely. think i'm overstating that no not at all not at all but you know i want to get back to better call saul because i think better call saul has gotten robbed a lot yeah for for not getting awards for a lot of things yeah you know? i agree i agree i mean you know it's always been it was such a steady performer the only award it wound up winning cuz the run is over now the only award that it wound up winning was a critics choice award for Bob Odenkirk and that was it in the entire run of the show and i think about you know Jonathan Banks and Giancarlo Stanton i always call him Giancarlo Stanton i mean Giancarlo Esposito I do that on, <laughs> I mix those up all the time. Uh, and, uh, and Rhea Seahorn and oh, the, the show that she itself. Won the, 
the fact that she wasn't even nominated. Yeah, it's just. I mean, how could she right. not be nominated? Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. the The Crown is a show that I watched really religiously for four years, and then I got to this last season of The Crown, and it got nominated for some stuff. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki played uh, Diana, Princess of Wales, and Amelda Staunton played the Queen. It just didn't catch for me this time, and I'm not sure why. Did you watch it? I did. I did. And my favorite seasons were the first couple of seasons, actually. Yeah, I maybe it's the the old fashionedness or the period mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of it that was the most interesting to me. But I, it just didn't catch for me this time, so I I never finished it. Um, the other one that surprised me was I really thought in a uh, female actor in a television movie or limited series that either Amanda Seyfried from The Dropout or Julia Garner from Inventing Anna would win. And it ended up going to Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, which is a show that was not really on my radar. I don't know anybody to watch. There was no buzz about it, but somehow she went. Did you like it? I did. And she was incredibly great. Okay. Would you have picked her over Julia Garner in Inventing Anna? No. I wouldn't have. No, well, actually, I would have picked her over that, but I thought Amanda um, Seyfried was going to win. Yeah, I, I did. I thought it was one or the other. Um, yeah. And, you know, on the on the acting side, and this is another actor that never really got his due until this, and this is probably why Bob, Bob Odenkirk didn't win, is that Jason Bateman won for Ozark. This is another show that I I did not watch. I watched half of season one and then sort of drifted away from it. There's no time to watch everything. But again, that was the show is over. Let's let's give him one on the way out. And I'm sure he's fantastic. I mean, he's a great actor. Uh, but I I think again, I think he beat Bob Odenkirk on the same basis that I wanted Odenkirk to win, which is a long and successful run of a television series. Did you watch, uh, did you watch that one? Did you watch Ozark? Ozark was one of my favorite series. Really? It was so great. And he was really great. His part, his role was very kind of understated. So it's, it's one of those parts where you're like, oh my God, it's like he's not acting kind of parts. You right, know? right. He was just steady. He was consistent and he was really fantastic in it. Um, but I agree. I, again, Odenkirk, he really, really deserved to get an award for that part. So let's get to the movie part. I love the movie part. I got very excited. It was like the last part of the show. Um, and it was a, Tour de force night for winning for everything, everywhere, all at once, which I'm happy about. You know, I had a chance to, one, had never seen everything, everywhere, all at once. And so I went back to the theater and saw it uh, about two weeks ago and came away saying, that is absolutely best picture. That is so inventive and so creative and so unlike anything I've ever seen. I'm happy that it did really well. It won uh, best ensemble, which is the essentially, you know, best picture mm-hmm. and completely deserved it. And a bunch of the actors got recognized too. Yeah. I love that Jamie Lee Curtis one. Yeah, I know. I, I thought, I thought Angela Bassett would probably win, but Jamie Lee Curtis got in there and stole it. And, you know, if you saw the awards, people love Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. They love her story. They love her longevity in the business. They love her history she referenced to herself as a very lucky nepo baby 
Which, right. of course, she was born into a famous family, and I don't hold that against her in any way. She's mm-hmm. made it and succeeded uh, on her own merits. But it was cool to see her win. The other performance that I really liked, especially in going back to watch the movie over again, Stephanie Sue, who played the daughter in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, was absolutely fantastic in that movie, too. She was nominated but did not win. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. She, oh, yes. Oh, right. She was nominated. Okay. Yeah, the daughter. She was nominated. Yes, yes, yes. She was great. She was yeah, great. Everyone, everyone was great in that movie. Yeah, Kiwi Kwan won, who's been a guest on the show. I'm thinking about the best time to release that podcast. When do you think I should re-release that show? Maybe right after the Oscars, because he is guaranteed slam dunk going to win. Or should I do it before the Oscars? When should I re-release that show? <sighs> I, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards doing it before because we talked to him. We talked to him about, you know, what the making you know, the, of it, the making of it and whether he was going to, you know, the fact that he was nominated and, you know, did we talk, we talked to him before he was nominated, right? Oh yeah. Well, we talked to him in March. Okay. We were okay. way ahead of the curve. We're okay. way ahead of the curve here at the so culture. So the Pop fact podcast. that since we talked to him, he was nominated and I really think he's going to win. Oh, he's hands down. I mean, I can't imagine him not winning. So I think it'd be kind of cool just to hear what he said and then, and then, and then, you know, and then have seen the Oscars already. He's got a really nice moment in the movie that stuck out of me the second time, uh, where he's a movie star and she's a movie star. And he says, I would have really liked to have a life where I did laundry and taxes with you. It's just such a sweet Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So Kiwi Kwan, and of course, he gave a a wonderful, emotional acceptance speech, and uh, he's definitely going to win the Oscar. And we will put that show out again, the Kiwi Kwan show that we did, again, all the way back in March. Uh, We'll put that out in the next couple of weeks in case you missed it. It was, I I think it was probably incredibly close for Best Actress. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, beat Kate Blanchett. Now I've seen both the movies and Kate Blanchett is fantastic. I thought the movie was a slog. Michelle Yeoh is just an absolute legend and I loved her movie. I'm rooting for Michelle Yeoh to win because Kate Blanchett's already got two of these things, right? She's got mm-hmm. two Oscars mm-hmm. and she'll have other chances to win. Michelle Yeoh may never get this opportunity again. So I'm rooting for Michelle Yeoh. If you had a vote, would you vote for Michelle Yeoh or for Kate Blanchett for Tar? You know, I voted for Kate Blanchett when I voted. Yeah. But I really want Michelle Yeoh to win. Yeah, I do too. I really do. She was great. I really do. The cool thing about the acceptance speech was that for the, for the overall cast was that they brought up James Hong, who plays the grandfather who's in the wheelchair for much of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the movie for, I think she said, 78 years or something. He said, I've had my SAG card for 78 years and I can't believe I've gotten to this moment. It was really, really cool mm. that they deferred to him to give the acceptance speech for the cast. It was a very cool moment. And then best actor, you know, I don't, I think I voted for Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah, I, I think I vote. Yeah, I think I voted for him too. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised that Brendan Fraser won. I mean, being that it's the SAG awards. Did um, you like the movie? 
I didn't. I didn't really like the movie. It no, was, I did I, not either. It was very disturbing, and and not that a disturbing movie isn't a good movie, but I just thought because it's based on a stage play. Yes, and I think it was probably better served as a stage play. Well, they than never a leave that house. They never yeah. leave. You know, he never goes anywhere, uh, yeah. and I'm sure that. You know, I think the the makeup, the the fat suit, all that stuff probably does a lot of the acting. Mm-hmm. He's he's great. The movie's excruciating. I found it to be yeah. just an excruciating experience. So I voted for Colin Farrell. I, it would be nice to see him win. Uh, heavy name drop. I once had dinner with Colin Farrell. Nicest guy in the world. Just the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. Um, and I still think at the Oscars, it probably comes down to Brendan Fraser or Austin Butler for Elvis. Now, I forget. Did you like Elvis? I did. Yeah, I, I did thought like it was Elvis. good so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was great. And I haven't seen Living, but I heard Bill Nye is unbelievable in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It looks very somber and sad. And I haven't been in the mood for somber and sad lately. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I will watch it. Bill Nye is fantastic. I think of him for... Uh, for uh, What's the uh, movie Love Actually, mm. uh, where he plays the rock star with the number one hit at the end? I mm-hmm. thought he was really entertaining in that movie. But he's another guy who's been around for a really long time, uh, and uh, you know has done great work for years and years. I, I think kind of his win is being nominated. I think it's going to come down to Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, or Brendan Fraser for Best Actor, and I suspect that Austin Butler is actually going to win the Oscar. I think so. Yeah, I think it's going to be Austin Butler that that wins. Uh, so there you have it. There's the SAG Awards. Sally Field got a Lifetime Achievement Award, which was really cool. Uh, deserved. The, I love when you go back and you look at somebody's career. And I can't help but think when she won the Oscar for Places in the Heart, she had that famous speech, you like me, you really, really like me. Mm-hmm. And this was an expression of that. Actors love Sally Field. And it was cool to see her win. But all in all, a good show. Now, what's weird about the show was it was on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. What That's a fall weird. From, what what a fall from grace from a, for a bit to be on an award show on YouTube. And even I mean, I'm. It sounds like I'm. I'm There's like a dig towards YouTube, but you would think that it would have been on a different platform. Well, you know, YouTube is the number one streaming service in the world. I'll say that. But okay. Next and next year, it's going to be on Netflix. So it'll be the first time an award show goes on to Netflix. Every time one of these award shows rolls around, um, you know, people roll their eyes. It's like another award show, another chance for famous Hollywood people to pat each other on the back and give each other trophies and all that stuff, um, which I, I completely get. At the same time, I I just love watching them. Mm-hmm. I, I love watching them. Um, I'm into the Academy Awards. That's like a holiday at my house. Um, I, I always love the Oscars. So they're coming up and, and I'm excited for that. But I, I love a good award show. I, you know, I think that, um, there, I, I think that's one of the, the gay genes that I got was my love for <laughs> award shows. Broadway. Award Ooh, shows. La la award show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I like the Oscars and the Emmys and the Golden Globes. I usually don't watch kind of like the, the junior awards, you know? I watch I the Critics Choice Awards. Yeah. I watch the Golden Globes. I watch the SAG Awards on YouTube. I mean, I'll watch the Oscars. I just, by the way, you know, the uh, Friday before the Oscars, I'm going to go on Alex Michelson's show. 
for the record and do an Oscars preview. It'll air on uh, 1030 on that Friday night before the um, the actual Academy Awards. So I'm excited about that. Very cool. Full half hour of Mace on Channel 11. That hasn't happened in years. Great. Set your DVRs. Exactly. So, all right. So our guest, I'm excited about this. And God help us, all the technology works. <laughs> um, our guest today is one of the biggest film stars in India. His latest film is one of the highest grossing movies in the history of his country. It's also a hit in the U.S., currently streaming on Netflix. It's called RRR. Ram Sharan joins us. Ram, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much. So RRR is not like any movie that I have ever seen ever. It is big. It is spectacular, amazing battle sequences, huge dance production. I mean, congratulations on, on the movie. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. What does it mean for you that this movie has made such an impact here in the U.S.? It's got to be just an amazing ride, right? Absolutely. I mean, just that movie doesn't have a language. And movies, an emotion that is accepted universally. And RRR yet again proves it that uh, a good film, a good emotion can transcend to any culture, to any, uh, to anybody sitting in any country and enjoying a film just for the essence of it and the story of it, the drama for the drama for, for everything the director had envisioned for people to enjoy. You know, for me, the beauty of this movie is that, uh, first of all, I knew nothing about it, which is kind of my MO. I never read about films because I don't want to know anything. Right. And, right. and, right. and, and so I'm watching the movie. I'm sitting there with my husband and, uh, you know, watching the beginning and I'm watching, you know, the beginning sequence and, and, and I'm, I looked at him. We looked at each other and we we're like, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? You know, and and we, you know, we keep on watching. We keep on watching it. We know that it's three hours long, yeah. so we're like, oh my god, this is three hours long. What 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 what's going on? And then as the movie starts to unfold, yeah. we look at each other again and we're like, oh my god, I really like this movie. And he's like, I love this movie. And then it just got better and better and better. And 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 there was so much story in it. You know, it wasn't just a romp. It wasn't just action. There was, there was like a lot of beautiful stories, poignant, um, you know, disturbing, you know, historical. It just ran the gamut of so many emotions. And, um, and to tell you the truth, Ram, I have told everybody about this movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Means a lot. This was one of the best reviews I've heard recently. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. So I'm getting ready for this interview and I'm reading about, about Tollywood right. with films in the Telugan language. And then I, I was familiar with Bollywood, but how does the film industry in India work? Like what's the difference between Bollywood and Tollywood? Is it a difference in style or just a difference in language? It's such a big country. We have more than 26 to 28 states and each state, you take a flight, you have one hour, you're reaching the other state and it's completely another different language. It is a diverse country, but uh, yeah, like cinema and we have few things in diversity. There is a lot of unity uh, because of these, uh, these cultures, but every industry is as unique as, uh, as any other uh, industry which makes films. 
But predominantly, India being uh, the national language, being Hindi, we, uh, we, we tend to watch and tend to feel that it's only the Hindi, one, which is the Bollywood films. But today, uh, we are working so hard and uh, to keep I and mean, to, uh, to make people understand this, this is no more the Bollywood or the Tollywood. It is going to be the Indian cinema as a whole, as we have to appreciate, because there's so much of content and people that are being uh, crossover from different places. The talent is being, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, so basically, uh, people crossed, are... It's like cr yeah. It's crossing, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of exchange of talent that is happening from all the states. And today, I can say Arara will be the pioneer and the first uh, film that has broken the barriers between two countries, the East and the West, and it's becoming a global cinema. And I'm so proud and fortunate and thankful to God I'm part of uh, a phenomenon like that. So when you read um, when you read online what people have said about the movie, and I'm going to quote Jessica Chastain. Uh, I read this, I think it was on Twitter. She said, watching this film was such a party. And, yeah. and then she had a heart emoji. And yeah. then Rolling Stone said, the dance sequence feels like a Gene Kelly number dialed up to superhuman levels. Wow, wow, that, that is unique. That is so, so beautiful. Thank you, all of you. So what I want to ask you, because it was such a, it was a huge film. I mean, production-wise, it was, you know, and that, when the mob scene, the first time we see you, um, I don't even know how many people were there, but it was a, a, a large amount of people. Yeah, yeah. What, what, how do you shoot? How was that shot? And how was, was anybody hurt? I mean, I mean, what, what, what talk to me about that, the filming Absolutely. of that scene. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Rajmuli never, never fails to surprise you. We always wonder what is that unique thing, un I mean, impossible thing he's going to do in this film. And when I heard it, on paper and in his voice, I said, this is such an impossible task. How is he ever going to, maybe he's going to scale it down. But no, I think when the road gets tough, the, the, the journey gets tough and he gets more excited. And he's like, Ram, you know what? I want you to become a team member. Let's figure out how to do this. This is for the first time. Nobody has filmed something so unique and so suffocating with 10,000 people at a given day, 5,000 people at another given day. And yes, uh, I think it, 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 it keeps him interested. It keeps us interested. We are all trying to figure out like team players, like, how do we do this? Because once the, every shot, when he says cut, there was a storm of dust rising up at least to 15, 25 feet and nobody knows where the artists are. So there was a guy with a white flag saying, Ram is here. So somebody was sent to pick me up and take me out of the crowd. And forgetting my job was... I will not say easy, but it was not as difficult as what these guys have pla planned for over four months of rehearsals with about 80 to 90, 100 people and then another bunch. So they had to make groups. The first group of people around the hero was called the A team, the B team, the C and uh, so on. So everybody knew what they were trying to, uh, what they have to do and nobody had to overlap. So the A team never but, uh, punches inside the B team and B team never comes too close to the C team. So everybody is very protected and rehearsed for four months and made our job so easy. And it is beautiful uh, uh, co-existing uh, and they work together and uh, not a single scratch, not only on me, on any of the thousand people around me. So the dance uh, sequence is just crazy. I mean, it's just, it's <laughs> a la it's beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, you know, 
How long does it take to choreograph that dance sequence? And then how I would imagine then a ton of rehearsal after that. How long did it take to just shoot that sequence? I mean, just going back to the beginning of conceiving on the, you know, conceptualizing the song, I remember him, my my director usually goes through all the choreographed uh, options he had before he selected that one step for the whole song. He had for each 15 seconds or 25 seconds, he had 50 options the choreographer given him. I didn't believe it. I thought he was just saying it as a number. I saw his laptop for every five minutes of a search, for 35 seconds of the song, he had 80 options or 50 options. And he went through the song for over six months and he selected, handpicked every second of what I have to be doing and my co-star Tarek had to be doing on, on the screen. It took us about 20 days to rehearse, uh, to, to rehearse this. Another seven days in Ukraine, after we reached Ukraine to film this song, he said, no, I need everybody in the costume. We are going to shoot, but he didn't shoot it. He was rehearsing uh, with all the 300 dancers and asked for seven days. And actual shoot happened for 12 days. So it was a mammoth process. And all credit goes to my choreographer, Mr. Prem, and my director's support and his envisioning him uh, to see the synchronization of both the actors. It was so difficult as... As just as a step, it is not so difficult, but both of us had to match like we are some, we're, we're into one body and one soul dancing. It shouldn't look like two people at that point of the film. Let me, let me jump in. The, so you shot that in Ukraine. Is, is it true that you shot that outside the residence of uh, Vladimir Zelensky? Yes, absolutely true. And uh, he is somebody who appreciates movies because he himself was an artist. And he really embraced us and uh, made us feel so comfortable. And we were shocked to be working in the president's palace. Wow. Does that give you a special feeling about Ukraine involved in this uh, war, defending itself against this brutal attack by Russia? Absolutely. Our heart pours out to all the Ukrainians. And I hope this war ends very soon. And it was unexpectedly, pleasantly, such a beautiful country. I have never expected, never heard anything about the people or the city. And it is on par with any top metro cities in the world. And it is just uh, unheard. But it is a beautiful city. And it's very sad what's happening right now. I hope the city bounces back and the people bounce back. They are looking, they look strong and they will bounce back, I'm sure. You know, on a personal level, as far as the film goes, you know, the, these characters are based on real life revolutionaries. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, um, as an Indian artist and how, how did it affect you personally with, you know, the horrors of the British rule and how they treated the Indian population? I mean, what, how, what was that like personally for you? I mean, uh, of course, I've, I've read about it. I've studied about it. I've heard my grandfather, my mom's father, is a freedom fighter. He struggled. He was put in jail for a month or so. So we heard uh, very, very, it was the darkest uh, phase of the, the time in India at that point. And uh, it, they ruled more than uh, 250 to 300 years and a lot of bloodshed, a lot of sacrifices. The reason we are all happy and sitting in India today is because of these legendary uh, uh, heroes who given up life at very young age. The character I played probably gave up life even before he touched 28. So mm. what you see the character in real was 28. For a person to have such uh, a drive and such uh, emotion at that age when we are all goofing around, playing around and clubbing and partying, 
these guys were so driven and it was such a responsibility to play this character. I was scared to play this character. And obviously, Touchwood, it, 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 it uh, paid off very well. And uh, yeah, maybe his soul has uh, blessed us. <laughs> so now, uh, Natu Natu is nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. Uh, and you're nominated, the, the song is nominated along song, uh, alongside Taylor Swift and yeah. Lady Gaga and Rihanna. I mean, could, could you ever expected that? And by the way, I read that you guys, are you going to be, I know you'll be at the Oscars. Is there a performance at the Oscars that you're working on? I have no clue. No clue. Uh, it's going to be a surprise, I guess, but, uh, I have, I have I have no intimation right now, but you know what? If they have uh, if there is a situation like that, I would definitely do it. Like it's my it's my tribute to the people who have seen and loved this film, and it's maybe my small gesture of giving back to the love and the appreciation for the people. You come from a show business family. Your dad uh, has made over 150 movies. He's one of the most influential actors in Indian cinema. When you're when you were growing up, did you always know you wanted to work in the business? How much did you learn from your father? I mean, I've, I've always been very influenced by his personality and his uh, aura and what he does at work. And you'd be, it'd be surprised, to, to your surprise, he never spoke about it. He never raised the topic. Probably he thought I wouldn't study and finish my college if I just say, uh, let's prepare him to be an actor. So he waited for me, though I didn't finish my college. He said, I said, I think I'm wasting time. I want to start working on some things that are going to be more useful for my career. So around 18, uh, sorry, around 16, I, I dropped out of school and college. And then I got into actual the acting courses and uh, the process of becoming an actor. So he was a little conservative at the beginning. Maybe he wanted me to voice it out. And uh, there was... Everybody who comes home are, uh, always say, we have a lot of responsibility around, we have big shoes to fit in. But for some reason, I never took it as pressure. I think I, I just took it like, wow, there's so much of scope. If I do well, maybe people are here to embrace me. But like I said, the, it's just the beginning, being uh, coming from a pedigree or of an actor's family. I think rest of the world, if they have to buy and invest a few dollars and rupees on our cinema ticket, it has to be you. And, uh, and my great directors who I worked with who helped me in this journey to be at where I am. So, so growing up in India, um, what, did you watch American TV, British TV? I mean, what, what were your, your, so, so what were, what were the shows that you loved growing up? I mean, I was not into, uh, the shows much. Of course, the, the films, of course, I, and one of the films I really love and my dad would have made me watch it so many times is, Gladiator, Braveheart, Patriot, all Mel Gibson's. We are big fan of Mel Gibson, my dad. And um, I was a big fan of The Terminator. I would have watched that on the big LED disc. Yeah. And uh, oh, 50 times, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> 50 times I would have seen that film. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So, so you are now going to be... Oh, actually, before I get to that, before I get to the Oscar. So, obviously, gigantic star in India... Uh, you have this big breakthrough here in the U.S. Do you aspire to work in American films? I would aspire to work anywhere there are, where there are people who appreciate films and uh, my work. I would love to be there and working with amazing directors from here. 
And I want my, our directors from the Hollywood to experience our beautiful talent in, in India. It'll be a great synergy. It'll be a great uh, uh, thought. So you're going to be on the on the red carpet at the Academy Awards, um, and I imagine you've got a fancy suit that's been picked up. <laughs> I mean, all the you know that's the big question here with the Oscars is who are you wearing, uh, and that's always a big deal. And Absolutely, then, yeah. What's I mean? What's this going to be like? Is this a is this a dream? You're going to be walking down the red carpet with all these you know worldwide stars. I think uh, it it will. It is like an RRR nominated film for best original song. So it might look like the team is coming as RRR team, but I am coming like uh, having a fanboy moment of the Academy and how we used to wake up in the middle of the night because of the time zone to watch and not miss that. It still has that, uh, the charm around it. And I think I'm going to come mostly like a fan who's coming and being invited and then an RRR fan and then. Of course, somebody as a team who's representing India after 85 years uh, plus of uh, industry. And for the first time, an original Indian content film has been recognized at a global platform. And it can't get bigger than coming for the Academy and Golden Globes. I thank all of them and all the critics awards uh, who really appreciated our film. And uh, coming to what I'm wearing, I'm definitely wearing an Indian designer. He's a friend of mine. His name is Shantanu and Nikhil. They are, they are Dio and they have done something very unique and uh, it's just, it'll be simple, but yeah, something nice. So who do you most want to meet? Like, who are you going to walk up to and say, uh, hi, I'm Ram. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I don't have favorites, but of course, maybe George and Mr. Bradford, Kate Blanchard and my favorite, Julia Roberts, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we read somewhere that you are considered to be the Brad Pitt of Indian cinema. Does that have, is that something that, uh, that you've heard? It's just their love. I love Brad Pitt. I don't think there can be another Brad Pitt of any other country. So there's only one Brad Pitt and, and I'm just happy. Just, I'm so happy. Thankful to God for even saying that, but I'll just take it with a pinch of good wife. Yeah. Well, well, listen, the movie is RRR. It is so much fun to watch. It is streaming on Netflix. One of our favorite movies of last year. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Have a great Thank time you. at the Academy Awards. I'm rooting for Natu Natu to win Best Original Song. Thank you so much for doing this, Ram. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Ram. And there he is, the Brad Pitt of India. You read that. You're the one that told me. I originally described him as the Tom Cruise of India. You said he's actually the Brad Pitt of India. Right. That's what I read. Um, yeah. But there was one other comparison that I thought was so cool. And I don't know. I don't know if it was in Rolling Stone. It could have been in Rolling Stone. They compared uh, Ram and his um, uh, his uh, partner in it. Um, Co-star. Uh, his partner, his co-star, uh, N.T. Uh, Rama, I think this is how you pronounce his name, Rao Jr. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that um, that their um, bromance was kind of reminiscent of uh, Newman and Redford in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Wow. <laughs> wow, that's high praise. Which I thought was really cool. And that and N.T., I'll call him N.T. because I know him that well. Yes. Um, he was so charming 
And, and what made me laugh about him, and I don't know if, if you recall this, but he was very animated and he did stuff like he was very, his eyes and his, and his eyebrows, and he kept on reminding me of John Belushi on Saturday Night Live. Or oh, oh. even in, even in Animal House. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's um, funny. He had that, that kind of look about him, which was uh, very entertaining. But anyway, it was just, and it was such a great movie. And, you know, even, there was some hokiness, you know, the CGI stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying anything uh, negative about it. Right. But, but it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't I mean? matter. It didn't I mean, matter. You know, I I talked to someone the other day about it, and I said, I know that a lot of people like R R R. They're like, I don't know. It sounds it doesn't really sound like my kind of movie. And I just looked at them and I said, Watch the movie. Yes. Just watch the movie. And even if there are cer- certain things in it. You may not buy. Yep. There are so many things in this movie you were going to love. I so found it's gonna, it to it's be. It's going to outweigh anything else. It's just, it's mesmerizing to watch. I've, I've never seen a movie and I don't, maybe it exists in Indian cinema, but I've, I've never seen it. One with an elaborate dance number and also battle sequences like that. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like this clashing of, of worlds. And I, I mean, you know, we we're talking about everything everywhere all at once on the top of, at the top of the show. And the thing I like is I can't walk out of there and say, yeah, it reminds me of that one movie. I can't say RRR reminds me of any other movie I've ever seen. Like it's completely original. I've, it's, it's, I mean, it's completely ori- original and I've never seen it before. Right. Like you were talking about, it had action scenes. It had romance. It had, like animals it had like gruesome violence dance numbers i you know it was it was like the costco of movies you know <laughs> <laughs> it had it had everything you know you can buy a bed you can buy a car you can buy crackers you know you, you can you can get eyeglasses you know it's the costco of movies is an awesome way to describe it and we were told on our way out that uh rrr is going to be back in movie theaters um so if you get a chance to see it i watched it on netflix it wasn't playing in the theater when i went to see it but it's got to be a great movie for movie theaters too and a great big screen and all that stuff um so i hope not to not to wins uh best original song that would be great yeah me too uh, all right. Well, there you have it. There's our Culture Pop podcast for today. Thanks to Ram Sharan. Uh, congratulations to all the SAG Award winners. Uh, Sue, it's great seeing you. Don't forget, everybody can subscribe to the Culture Pop podcast on Apple, Spotify, or at stevemason.com. And don't forget, leave us a rating and a review. We will see you next time on the Culture Pop podcast.